can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Today, we are talking about something that might seem a little bit boring, but I think can come up where you're like, oh shit, I got to figure that out. And that is paid time off and, and just information about what it is, how it works, how you can start thinking about it as an entrepreneur and offering it to your teams as you're building it out. So paid time off is often referred to as PTO. And it's basically time off that the employee can use to spend not working while still receiving regular wages. There's a lot of different ways to structure paid time off, and it really depends on the size of your business, the structure, and often like your industry as well, how you, how you offer paid time off. Sometimes it's referred to as vacation time or sick time, or sometimes it's just referred to as one blanket bucket of PTO. And all of that is a version of paid time off, just different language and different policies around it. And so at the time of this recording, there is no federal law that requires you to provide paid sick leave or paid vacation, but there are a lot of state and local laws that require you as an employer to provide paid sick leave, which we're going to talk a little bit about. And I want to also highlight one thing is it requires you as an employer. And this is where the, the conversation around an employee versus a contractor comes in. And we have a lot of episodes dedicated to talking about what that means. But essentially, you're considered an employer if you have W-2 employees, not contractors. And so there are no state or local laws that require you to offer paid time off to contractors really just employees. So if you're new to this, or even if you've offered your plans for a while, when you really start to, the first thing you want to think about when it comes to offering paid time off is you want to consider if you want to break it out into two different buckets, paid vacation and paid sick leave. Essentially, this is putting requirements into, into what the time can be used for. And you'll establish different policies for that. Um, for example, sick leave, you can require employees to provide a doctor's note in order to use it, and it can only be used for certain things. Vacation time, you typically allow them to use it for really whatever they want. So you can decide to do that, or you may just simply want to provide one blanket paid time off bucket that employees can use for whatever it is, sick or you know personal time or vacation time. So typically, if you're going to offer a single PTO policy, 
and not break them out into a vacation and a sick leave, you want to ensure that the amount you're offering is equal or greater to the amount that is required by any local state or even like city laws where your employees live. So you're going to want to make sure you look that up so that you know, so that you know that you're providing enough paid sick leave to meet those requirements. The advantage of doing this is that it's a lot easier to manage from like a tracking and record keeping perspective. And usually employees really enjoy it because it provides flexibility so they don't have to provide a doctor's note or, you know, they can take it off for whatever they need it for without having to like tell you why they're taking it off. But some of the disadvantages is that employees typically reserve all of their PTO for vacation time. So they may end up coming to work more often sick, or they might become frustrated when they run out of time off and get sick and have to take unpaid time off for illness. You know, it does kind of put it on the employee to manage what they use their time for. And like, it's kind of hard if they've used up all of their PTO and they become sick to give them paid time off. Um, and then, like I said, in, in different cities, in different states, they do have different, you know, laws that govern some of this. And so in many of these states that do have laws for PTO, it's treated as a vacation and therefore it's considered, and vacation is considered earned wages. So that means that you have to pay it out when they leave a company. If you fire them or if they voluntarily leave, they have to be paid out for any unused PTO that may have accrued over that time. On the other hand, sick leave does not have to be paid out when you leave the company in any of these laws. So if you have them broken out into separate buckets, the cost may be a little bit less when an employee leaves. If they have 48 hours of sick leave and let's say 20 hours of vacation buildup, you only have to pay out that 20 hours versus if they had... 48 hours of PTO, right? Just combining those two, you would have to pay the whole thing out when they leave. So really the best place to start when when looking at what to do is to look up the paid sick leave laws in the states, in the cities where you have employees. Because again, your policies have to be written based on when your employee is doing their work, not where you're located or where your corporate headquarters is located. So you may find that there are some laws that require you to provide you know, certain things in certain states. Um, For example, California, um, you have to pay sick leave to part-time seasonal and temporary employees too. Um, So there are different laws that do govern that. And if you do find that you have employees in places where these, you know, different laws are in place, you might just want to make a policy that kind of covers you everywhere, including there. And so the second decision you're going to want to make is whether you want to provide unlimited paid time off, or if you want to provide, there's a certain amount, right? So let's say you give three weeks of vacation to your team. Um, You can decide how and when you give that, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, unlimited would be like, you can just take time off whenever you need it and it's unpaid versus you having a certain amount allotted for you for, for the year. Unlimited PTO policies essentially just forego that set number of days. And you can make rules and you can write policies that, you know, require them 
that they have to be meeting the expectations of the role. The time off can't interfere with major projects or deliverables. And, and you know, and, and assuming that's all going well, then employees can kind of take as many days as they want. And I've worked in many places where we've done this. I think probably if you were to count all the places I've worked, I would say 80% of them offer unlimited PTO. But the jury's kind of out on whether or not this is good or bad now. I'm going to go over some of the benefits and the disadvantages. So some of the benefits of unlimited PTO are that it promotes a sense of trust from leaders to their team members. You know, like I trust you to get your work done um, and kind of treat you like I trust you to be an adult and take ownership of your work and get things covered if you want to take time off. And it's a lot simpler for administration and can cost less in the long run because you're not required to keep track of hours that employees have built up and and pay it out when they leave or, or you know, some of the administrative stuff that's required. Um, because in most states that have PTO laws, PTO is considered earned wages, right? So, if, um, but the unlimited doesn't force you to kind of track that and then pay it out. And then some employees really love it and they find it provides a lot more flexibility to blend work and life together. And it's really all the rage right now for a lot of companies, especially, you know, earlier stage companies. Um, it's, it's a benefit that people are seeing. And I think it's finally trickling out of just the tech world and into the regular world. And employees are really seeing it as a benefit where in, in industries where it's been around for a while, I think it's the opposite where they're like, there's a lot of employees who don't like it for, for reasons I'm going to talk about. So some of the disadvantages are the first thing I'll say, even though I don't think it actually happens as much as, as leaders would like to believe it does, but there is the potential of abuse, meaning, meaning, you know, someone might always request time off and it's, but, but that's a, becomes a performance management issue then, right? Not a, not a PTO thing. Just because somebody requests a time off doesn't mean you have to give it to them as a manager. So I, I actually think it's a bad manager thing, but that's a whole nother conversation. But what I do tend to see is, and what studies also show is actually the opposite, that employees take less time off when they have an unlimited PTO plan. And it's not a good reason. It's because they feel stressed or they don't feel like they can take time off or they're worried what it's going to look like to their boss for them to use the time off. They don't feel like they know how much is the right amount to take. So they end up taking far less, which then leads to burnout and leads to people not liking unlimited time off. You also, as an employer, no longer have the ability to offer paid time off as a reward. Sometimes you do that for years of service, like you get an extra week if once you've hit, you know, three years of service or whatever, or like somebody really kicks ass and you just want to give them an extra four days of paid time off, five days of paid time off because they really did a great job. It kind of like doesn't matter if any if you have unlimited PTO because it doesn't feel like a benefit, right? Where it does if you have a time-based PTO policy. And then many companies are starting to to really not like it because of reasons I just listed, and they feel like it's masking unreasonable expectations and workloads as a benefit that you get unlimited time off. So it can work well, but it has to be managed well. It has to start from the top. Leaders have to take time off um, to show that others can, and you have to track how much time people are taking off and like really push them to take time off so that it doesn't become a burnout situation. And then it can create a sense of unfairness if some people take a lot of time off and others feel like they can't. So like 
there's always some roles at companies that feel a little bit more stressful. And if those people feel like they can't take the time off where they see other people taking it off all the time, it can create a sense of unfairness and, and just kind of create a bad culture, which you don't want to do. We'll talk about how to get around this, but you can run into legal trouble, or I guess not around it, but protect yourself from this. But you can run into legal trouble if somebody is ill for an extended period of time and they're they're just considering it a part of their unlimited paid time off. So like, let's say somebody needs to have a major surgery, they're going to be out for three months and they're like, oh, I'm just going to take off because I get unlimited PTO. That's actually a medical issue. And so you do need to have policies that are written to protect you from that so that people are requesting medical support or medical leave when in, when it's needed. So if you do decide to move forward with an unlimited PTO, I highly recommend, and, and as do all of the attorneys I've ever worked with, to create separate policies. One is an unlimited vacation plan and then a paid sick leave plan and then create specific policies around both. In the paid sick leave plan, you're going to establish the amount of time employees can use for sick leave and clearly define what sick leave can be used for and then do the same for your vacation, like define what it can be used for and then it cannot be used for illness. And this will allow you to put guardrails in place if somebody gets very ill. They, they would have to talk to the HR team or your managers about applying for a medical leave or, or some sort of leave instead of racking up a bunch of unlimited PTO. And it gives you a leg to stand on when, when you're like, no, we have these separate policies. And, and, you know, if you have to decline one for some reason, you're able to do so. Where if all of a sudden you let somebody else take unlimited amounts of time off for a medical condition, that creates a sense of unfairness and can put you into legal trouble. So once you've decided to do, whether it's going to be unlimited PTO, not unlimited, um, whatever you've decided to land on, if you're giving it for an allotted amount of time, you're going to want to decide if it's earned or if it's granted to them at the beginning of the year. So you can make it so that let's say you give somebody 10 days of vacation, they accrue, or let's say 15, because I know this number offhand, top of my head. Let's say you give somebody 15 days of vacation every single year for PTO or vacation, we'll call it vacation. They earn it over time. So if you have um, a pay period where you're getting twice a month, um, they would earn five hours of PTO every paycheck so that they end up getting that amount of vacation through the year. And then they can use it as they accrue it. Or some employers decide to give it as a lump sum, either at the beginning of the year or on the employee's anniversary. So every anniversary, all of a sudden, three weeks of vacation is dropped in there and they can use it whenever they want. So it really just depends what you feel more comfortable with and what you how you want to do it. In many states, there's requirements. Actually, I would say almost everywhere. If you do offer it, you do have to allow it to roll over into the next year. So if somebody doesn't use up all of their vacation by the end of the year, it rolls over into the next year. But any PTO method that you do have to track hours, you got to make sure you have a payroll system in place that tracks the accrual, the usage, the payouts. Your accounting team will need to be able to track it for the, the books and for the finances. And then the same with sick leave. Um, you can provide it as a lump sum or accrued, but the only difference is that it doesn't get paid out if they leave their company. So I almost think it's just easier to pay to give it as a lump sum um, at the beginning of the year versus um, accruing it up because you don't have to pay it out when they leave. So just 
give it to them and they can use it as they need it. You may risk somebody using a few, like three extra days of paid sick leave and then quitting, but that doesn't really cost you all that much. So those are the things that you want to think about. And then once you decide how you want to offer it, you definitely want to run it by somebody who knows this stuff and, and knows the best ways to write these policies. I should say there's also just like not one overall best recommendation that I can provide for deciding how to structure your paid time off. I can't just say, this is the best way to do it. Do it this way because it's so specific to the types of employees and the types of jobs. But my goal was just to provide you with a little bit of information about how it works so that you can think about what makes sense for your business as you start to explore offering a policy. I've run into too many situations with clients where somebody just wrote a handbook, created the policies for them, and they're like, oh, I didn't even know this was an option. So my goal is to educate you so you know a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to know all the ins and outs, but at least like know what you're making decisions on or even know that you have the ability to make some of these decisions. It's not like there's just set rules for every single thing. So my goal was just to give you some information about it. I will give you two pieces of advice though. And the first piece of advice is to create a process where employees are required to request time off in advance in writing. Do it either via email or a system. Don't just have them text you. You want documentation of the requests and you likely will need to track balances somewhere. So I would say Best solution is to implement an HR and payroll platform that allows you to do this. A lot of them have paid time off features. That's the best solution. It's employees requested off in a system. It automatically tracks their imbalances, sends it over to payroll. It really automates it as much as possible. But if you're not quite there yet, a better option is to create a form. So create a Google form, a type form, some sort of form that is just like a time requ request time off form and put it somewhere so your teammates, your team knows how to request time off. And they, when they ask for a day off, put a little automation into it and have it automatically create an invite on your calendar. And then it can track the time off in a sheet. Don't just text. You need to write this down somewhere. And so some of the best ways to automate are forms. Um, and then my second piece of advice, highly, highly, highly recommend connecting with HR consultant about this if you're looking to implement it for the first time. So you think about all the ways it can affect your culture and make it as simple as possible. This stuff doesn't have to be complicated, just needs to work for your business. Um, and then you're also going to want to think about how to roll it out to your team. So we're rolling out a really excited program for entrepreneurs like you in early 2023, where you'll get real HR support on things like this when you need it. So, you know, if you have an HR consultant, talk to them about this stuff. If you don't, consider checking out how we can help you. So you can check out our website at peopleprinciples.co for more information on how our team can help you stay in compliance, create policies that support your business, and really the culture that you want. Um, and then also just answer those random questions that you have where you're like, oh shit, I got to know this. Um, you don't got to know it, but you got to know who to ask and we can be those people for you. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you learned something semi-interesting about paid time off that you didn't know already. And until next time, we will check you later and go out there and be a good boss. All right.
If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me. 